0: Hello and welcome to FortiGuard Live. I'm Derek Mankey and joining me once again is my good colleague uh, Mar Lakhani. How are you doing, Mar?
1: I'm always wonderful. Always good to be back here talking about the latest and greatest threats and vulnerabilities.
0: Yeah, we've been doing this for a while and there's, um, you know, since we follow the threat landscape so closely, I'd say there's no real surprises but a lot of activity always that's, that's happening and there's always always something new to work on, right? That, that's for sure. And um, I wanted to talk to you today about our second half 2021 threat landscape report that's a a lot of data crunched you know six months worth of data crunched into one report and um, there's quite a few interesting key takeaways uh, that that we learned from that report so we can chat about that some of the main themes right the 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 key trends and drivers that we saw were um, sophistication aggressiveness destructive like ransomware uh, you know specifically and also, speed. Speed in particular is something we haven't talked too much about before. So, I'd like to talk to you more about that. But let's start with the sophistication. So, we're, we're calling this advanced persistent cybercrime. It's really a convergence of the threat landscape between APT, nation state threat actors that are typically looking at reconnaissance, weaponization, focused on that, well funded, and cybercrime, obviously, in the world of cybercrime, which usually doesn't focus as much on that left side of the attack or the pre attack framework right but we are starting to see more and more observed cases of cyber criminal uh, criminal empires if you will that are really focused now on that pre-attack and actually hopping on these fresh zero day vulnerabilities as well
1: yeah, absolutely. Uh, you know, as you mentioned before, it really hasn't been like uh, the typical behavior of cyber criminals to use sophisticated attacks, right? They are normally using things that are freely available. We've talked about it plenty of times, how many like, uh, you know, concept code that's just out there on the internet that cyber criminals can modify. We're starting to see at least, uh, and this is the great thing about doing a report because sometimes you, you, you're working in it every day. You don't see the big picture until you take a step back and look at what's, what, what's happening on a macro level, especially from a trends perspective. And one of the things the report did reveal is the sophistication in malware and all these other types of attacks. And we're seeing cyber criminals now take advantage of that, you know, from something as very basic as when you look at like the coding, like, uh, you know, everything's just not Python anymore. They're using much more sophisticated coding, you know, in C++ for uh, Linux and IoT based attacks, Golang, Java, Uh, you know, everything uh, under the sun's uh, for a game and they're taking advantage of the platforms, they're taking advantage of the environments and organizations and how to get into them, uh, obviously not only from a reconnaissance standpoint on how they're getting into organizations, but also from an actual exploit, uh, taking advantage of vulnerabilities standpoint on how they're actually exploiting a system and really staying under the radar and using techniques that weren't really previously thought of or not, not commonly thought of, especially when you're doing threat hunting or protection against, uh, different, uh, environments.
0: Yeah, yeah, definitely. And, you know, this is exactly why we're calling it. It's in the name Advanced Persistent Cybercrime because it's exactly that, right? Advanced, everything that you just pointed out plays into that advanced level and persistency too. We're seeing that. We'll talk about that in a second on the TTP. a lot of focus on being persistent, evading, trying to evade security controls as an example too. And this is, unfortunately, um, you know, we've talked about this perfect storm before. You have this convergence, so more sophisticated, and aggressive cyber crime in ransomware. At the same time, we observed that you know ransomware levels, we called this out in the report, they did not subside, right? This was a relentless continued surge of ransomware, um, elevated levels at, at the highest that we've seen, right? Um, this was a, a trend all throughout 2021. And so that to me, that's concerning, right? Because at, at one point, you, you know, ransomware continues to be front and center at the highest elevated levels seen it right um, on the other hand we're also seeing it become more sophisticated and you marry those two together and and the threat is actually at a higher a higher level of risk
1: yeah not not only is a threat a much higher level of risk but the actual destructiveness of uh, the threats and as you've pointed out plenty of times in uh you know different blogs and videos as well is yeah. also like increasing all the time as well which is a scary part to me yeah exactly wiper malware uh, is a great example of
0: it's not a good example unfortunately but it's you know it's an example of that right it's an example <laughs> uh, yeah we're seeing we're seeing more of those too, so that's uh, definitely concerning then on the other hand um you know speed right and speed kills as, as we know and, and we're seeing this uh, it's a it's a consistent theme now we're seeing the attack window shrinking in other words how quickly an attack is executed especially when you talk about these targeted attacks in the past you know thinking back over 10 years ago with stuxnet Some of these famous, you know, long-winded attacks, they could be two years in the making. But what we saw with Log4j, right, when when that came out, um, it, in just a 10-day period, this was at the end of 2021, it accounted for uh, the most prevalent volume in in our whole reporting period, in just 10 days. And in fact, if we compare it to um, the uh, proxy logon set of vulnerabilities with MS Exchange, which is about a year ago, um, you know, uh, today, l- last year, um, it was 50 times faster. We put a metric in there, a rate of spread in that 10-day window compared to this, a similar 10-day window with proxy logon. That's That's quite incredible.
1: It is, it is. You know, someone like Log4j, you know, it ha- when it has that much popularity, obviously the blue team defenders are going to like scan, you know, different organizations, their own organizations, you know, to see if they're vulnerable or not, as well as the bad guys. Uh, you know, the red teamers, the hackers, the bad guys, they're scanning all over the internet as well. So just because when the vulnerability was announced, and of course the nature of that vulnerability, which we've already covered like quite a bit in a lot of other mediums as well, but because of the nature of that vulnerability and how widespread it was, Um, everyone like knew or at least thought uh, you know there would be a um, you know some sort of opportunity to take advantage of that vulnerability um, you know throughout the internet so everyone was scanning the internet pretty much 24 by 7 trying to find different machines uh, different opportunities to attack and uh, and you're right soon as we saw kind of the public announcement of log4j it it was like a crazy spike in traffic uh, and you know and people scanning the internet uh, on all sorts of mediums It uh, it was unheard of and as you said, just in 10 days, the amount of data we saw kind of eclipsed everything we had seen in the past.
0: Yeah. And we're talking days, in fact, hours now, right? If you're thinking from a SOC perspective and how quickly, uh, just like we need to from FortiGuard Labs, but down to the SOC, how quickly a, a SOC and analysts have to prepare and, and, and react to these threats. We're talking, you know, that 24 to 48 hour window, because it's exactly what we're seeing uh, at this rate of spread, right?
1: Right, exactly. You know, one of the uh, things uh, socks have been doing for a long time and, um, you know, a network and security organizations is they've been taking advantage of uh, automation using uh, API infrastructures and back end and just trying to get things as fast as possible, you know, for, from a configuration standpoint. Now what the attackers is doing is they're saying, hey, you know what, I can take advantage of this as well. I can use this kind of for the dark side for the for the bad things that we do instead of like writing code specifically to attack a specific organization. We're when they're doing these mass scans and and it doesn't even have to be in massive scannings it can be in a variety of different ways but they're taking advantage of API code API infrastructure Uh, some malware and malware kits have that directly built in so you have other programs actually taking advantage of a uh, a malware uh, engine as well that's that's a little nuts it's another level of sophistication that we hadn't seen before but it also shows you how um, the automation that uh malware authors and attackers are putting into into systems to try and get into organizations and it shows you also probably how profitable it is for the cyber crime you know a- entity of it uh, the cyber crime aspect of it if they're putting in that much work to try and you know make it yeah. usable over and over again well and
0: keep in mind they're running a
1: business of their own right a legitimate business but the more they can reduce headcount and cycles
0: on their end and do automation the more the more profit they're gonna get like said <laughs> exactly you know? Yeah, and we actually saw that in the TTPs also. So, uh, you know, every, every report now we're highlighting um, what we're seeing with sightings from the MITRE ATT&CK framework, techniques, tactics, procedures. And if we look at the code execution tactic in the MITRE ATT&CK framework, um, you know, in the second half of 2021, the majority of techniques, um, so two of them specifically, execution through API and scripting accounted for over 60% of all code execution techniques versus 20% on user execution. In other words, waiting for user interaction, clicking on dialogues and those sorts of things, right? So it's the, we're actually seeing that in the data as well as specific focus on that automation.
1: Right, basically user interaction was really the only way to do things like in the past, Um, at least to get like any type of opportunity to privilege escalation. So you wanna get into a system, uh, you know, take over a user's account, Hopefully, as a bad guy, you're hoping the user account already going to have some sort of admin or elevated privileges. If not, you're hoping to uh, basically use another exploit to gain those elevated privileges. Um, usually with APIs, um, you know you can automate the whole thing. You can look for other types of accounts. Uh, sometimes you can run as an API account or a system account, which already has elevated privileges. So there's a lot of advantages for the bad guys to use those APIs. And of course, uh, you don't have to, um, You know, the term was knocking on the door quite a bit, That's what bad guys used to do. They used to knock, uh, you know, knock, port knocking, other types of knocking techniques. Uh, and what that meant was like, hey, I'm kind of examining to see a vulnerability and if I can take advantage of it and how valuable, uh, you know, that exploit is or how valuable that vulnerability is. With APIs, that's all automated. You run a script, it comes back to you as a bad guy. You already get a good sense of what you can accomplish and if you want to spend more time on it or not. So it greatly reduces the cost, I would say, for the bad guys. And like I said, the same Techniques are used absolutely by the good guys in a variety of different techniques, from socks to like cloud deployments yeah. to pretty much everything under the sun. Yeah, to, to
0: your point, it's incredibly important from a sock perspective to have that
1: automation and integration to be able to
0: react and defend to that, and then also be proactive too. And uh, Log4j is another example of that too, right? The JNDI interface um, relatively easy to exploit with that the CVE that came out and, in an automated way, and that's also what contributed to the that rate of of uh, that fifty times rate of exploit that we talked about.
1: Yeah, absolutely, and that just shows you the power of automation and how fast and uh, you know crazy it can be. Uh, you know, when you have that automation built in. Yeah,
0: yeah. And then uh, the two other um, takeaways that we had in the report: uh, one, diversification. So we're seeing more, particularly Linux binaries. Uh, so now we're, it's not just about Mirai anymore, right? We're seeing more and more uh, payloads. So actual, you talked about that sophistication and the capability of the of the attackers. We're seeing more code being developed for Linux. Um, in fact, if we look at Q4 versus Q1 last year in 2021, uh, it, was quadru- it quadrupled in terms of the amount of, of Linux ELF binaries that, that we saw.
1: Right, you know, I'm not surprised. I mean, if you look at like IoT devices, if you look at you know what's happening in the OT operational technology space, a lot of these specialized devices, purpose-built devices, are running some sort of uh, you know Linux system. Even a lot of like consumer devices, like video doorbells, uh, thermostats, uh, um, just um, you know video game machines, uh, like uh, like the Steambox. You know, they're all running Linux platforms, which is great. It's great for developers. It's great for consumers. Uh, It's like really like kind of tightens up the the environment that they're in, but obviously the bad guys know this, and they're like, "How can I take advantage of that?" And I think that's why we're seeing such a, a huge, uh, huge number in uh, you know a development in Linux malware and just Linux attacks in general.
0: Yeah, and, and finally, there's, uh, as I said, there's a lot of options out there in terms of uh, the uh, attack um, you know portfolio that they have, and the attack surface is becoming more porous; it's more holes in it. Um, you know, there were It was a rec- banner year last year for um, CVEs, new vulnerabilities discovered, according to NIST and the National Vulnerability Database. Over, we finally eclipsed the twenty thousand uh, net new vulnerabilities that were reported in twenty twenty one. So you have on one side more platforms and variety. So it's the actual hard surface, if you will, and then you have the soft surface with all these um, holes too.
1: Yeah, 20,000 20, new vulnerabilities like uh, that, That yeah. that I think sometimes is a number hard to grasp because, first of all, we've still seen a lot of, uh, you know, a, a lot of attacks, a lot of breaches take advantage of older vulnerabilities, vulnerabilities that are, you know, between 12 to sometimes, uh, you know, 48 months old. So that that kind of time period is like a good sweet yeah. spot for attackers. And now you're seeing 20,000 new vulnerabilities that they can take advantage of that p- yeah. some, sometimes people don't even know that they're out there or how to protect against them um it becomes really difficult uh for uh, you know to stay on top of the game and I think that's why you mentioned automation is going to be a key part especially in organizations to help them patch systems as we always say patching is very very important for for a lot of things and but just keeping up to date on what's happening in their own infrastructure and what the uh you know kind kind of what the the security ecosystem looks like within their own organization
0: Absolutely, yeah, and uh, it's, it's key, specifically with patching, when you talk, when we're talking about this effectively a snowball effect of all these vulnerabilities that are being piled on to manage, so, all right, um, hey, I really appreciate your time, Ammar, thanks for covering this with me, uh, if you want to find out more information on our solutions and uh, breaking threat research, you can visit our blog under a threat research category on blog40 netcom I'm Derek, thank with that's guard Live, signing off, thanks. Thank you. Thank you.